0: Welcome to the Young Businessmen of Tulsa podcast. I'm your host, Evan Uytaki, and I'm so excited that you've tuned in. Our mission is focused on connecting, developing, and inspiring young business leaders to find and pursue their purpose. This podcast is sponsored by Trost Marketing. Promoting your business through marketing is essential for growth. Without marketing, you lack the ability to create a conversation with your potential customers. At Trost Marketing, we provide marketing solutions that fuel growth, We are your source for all of your printing needs, as well as branded apparel and promotional items. If your business wants to stand out to potential customers, contact the marketing experts at Trost Marketing. Visit us at trostmarketing.com or call us at 866-492-7820. Young businessmen, welcome to the Young Businessmen of Tulsa podcast. I'm your host, Evan Uitaki, and I want to welcome you to episode number 52 If you guys have been tuning in for the last couple of weeks, you know that we've had just a bunch of great guests on. And one of the guests that we had on previously was uh, Jessica Kinsey. And we actually came out to 36 Degrees North and recorded with her, and she did a fantastic job. If you haven't listened to that one, go back a couple episodes and tune into that. And uh, if you listen to the acoustics in here, it sounds very similar because I'm actually back at 36 Degrees North uh, because Jessica introduced me to the guy that runs the place, Dustin Curzon. And uh, he is actually here with me and and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, his story. We're going to talk a little bit about 36 Degrees North and what it's doing for Tulsa entrepreneurs. So if anything, this is going to be a really cool episode because we're going to get a chance to highlight, uh, in my opinion, one of the coolest places in Tulsa for entrepreneurs. So Dustin, first and foremost, welcome to the podcast. And if you don't mind, Tell their audience a little bit about yourself so they can kind of get to know you, and then we'll start talking a little bit about 36 Degrees North. Awesome.
1: Uh, Thanks for having me, and it's exciting to just chat and uh, love that you've been doing the podcast for a year. That's awesome. So, um, yeah, I'm a Tulsa native, grew up here, uh, went to school in Broken Arrow, um, moved away from college, but then came back and um, really got just involved in kind of entrepreneurship through my very first job I worked for a a small uh, photography studio here in town um, and just learned kind of all the ins and outs of everything that they do everything from actually taking photos but also doing sales and IT and marketing and and all those things so that was really I think what lit the match for me of trying to to be an entrepreneur i went from there to having a, a small software startup here in, in town a company called narrable where we uh, help people upload old family photos and then uh, invite family members to record audio narrations about those those photos and why they're important and so i got to experience you know technology building a team raising capital um, and, and learned that it was a, a really cool and interesting idea, not a great business. Uh, so, uh, eventually, had to shut that down. But it was a, a really powerful experience for me.
0: Uh huh. No, that was back in two thousand six, two thousand eleven. No, sorry, two thousand eleven. Two thousand eleven yeah. is when you when you when you started that. Um, so, when it comes to entrepreneurship, you've kind of been through a lot of the different phases of entrepreneurship, and. Uh, At that time, thirty-six degrees north wasn't around. So, I mean, were you truly like starting up in your garage kind of stuff, or or was it, uh, you know, renting out a room at at, at, in your or setting aside a room in your apartment? Yeah, I I, um, spent
1: uh, I don't know nine months maybe uh, working out a spare bedroom in my house. You know, it's just me and my dog and basketball shorts and my wife let me install a four foot by eight foot whiteboard on the wall in there. The whiteboards are important. That yeah. Mean,
0: that means you're officially in business. Yes. <laughs> uh,
1: so, so it's been a lot of time, but it was really isolating for me. It was, um, you know, there's only so much help that your dog can be when you're trying to bounce ideas off of yeah. and talk, talk through things. Um, but luckily, I got connected with The Forge, uh, which is a, a incubator through the Tulsa Regional Chamber here, and, and Tulsa Young Professionals kind of started it, mm-hmm. um, and was lucky enough to move into The Forge when they moved into their current location at 3rd and Cheyenne, um, was one of the first tenants there, and really that changed a lot of things for me. It really opened me up to um, a lot more resources of what's going on in Tulsa, a community of other entrepreneurs, things like that. So that really affected me and I think was a driving force for um, a lot of what we have done here at, at 36 Degrees North.
0: Yeah, just knowing that first and foremost that there's things out there like that, but you, you touched on a topic that I think was really, um, it was actually something we talked about recently, is you, you kind of felt alone at first when you're just, you know, in your room, in your um, bedroom, at home, working on this stuff. And I think everybody sees the glamorous side or they, they envision the glamorous side of entrepreneurship. They, they, they look at it as, hey, I'm working from home and I'm doing these great things and I'm creating something. And I think they, everyone sees the potential, right? Everyone looks at that as like, man, this is going to be something awesome. But the other side of it is that exclusion. You feel like you're disconnected from everybody and you don't necessarily have that community to to kind of plug into when you're in an office and type environment there's a lot of stuff going on there's people there's people that you can bounce ideas off of and you can collaborate with and you don't you don't get that in that that smaller environment at home so uh, I think that even when I watched the video promoting 36 degrees north you really hit on that that there's only so many ideas your dog can give you and uh, I think it's really awesome to kind of see that from a situation like that, where it's something just as basic as uh, working in a room to almost a 180 degree turnaround in a place like this where it's open environment, there's a kitchen and there's uh, conferences and meetings going on, and there's just uh, educational seminars that happen. All of those different things combined create a incubator, if you will, uh, for, for growing a business. And so I'm really excited to learn a little bit more about Thirty-six degrees north and, and what it does. But before we get into that, uh, explain to everybody your role at thirty-six degrees north and, and how you kind of got into that. Yeah, so I'm the uh, executive director of uh, thirty-six
1: degrees north. Uh-huh. We've got a staff of uh, three full time and about four or five uh, part time staff right now. Um, you know, I got into this uh, partially through that that network of um, that I grew or I developed at the forge and um, mm-hmm. so um, through Narable my old company we you know just got connected to uh, folks uh, at the Lubbock Taylor family Foundation uh, George Kaiser family Foundation the chamber um, so had heard uh, I guess November 2014 they announced that this project was going to happen but didn't really know what that was going to look like yet and it was about the same time that uh, my company was kind of ramping down and so uh, basically, bugged a lot of people and said, "Hey, <laughs> I would love to be involved with this. Um, you know, uh, let me let me help out." So, we started out as just kind of project manager for it, um, really uh, just managing the construction process and build out and um, some of those things, uh, and then stayed on as as executive director when we opened up. So, um, it's been really exciting, I think, to see you know lots of different folks come together and and. And 36 Degrees North, the thing I love about it is that it's a startup itself. You know, Even though we're a nonprofit, um, going through a lot of the same you know, issues that our members are going through as well. So I think we can have a pretty strong sense of empathy yeah. with
0: them. <laughs> well, empathy is is definitely important. But you made a statement uh, kind of talking about that story of <clears throat> getting started here at 36 Degrees North. It sounds like you actually created your own opportunity for yourself. Instead of them going out and trying to find an executive director you saw the potential and jumped right in, so talk a little bit about your, your thought process with that. You knew that the business that you were going through at the time was kind of winding down a little bit, and so this was kind of a swinging at the fences type of moment for you. Uh, what, what kind of led you to to see that, and, and what was yeah. your plan if that didn't happen? <laughs> it, I mean, it's kind of crazy, actually, because I, you know,
1: I hadn't taken a salary from my company in several months, and... Kind of could see the writing on the wall of we were trying to you know keep paying employees and other things like that, but um, my wife was also nine months pregnant (laughs) at the time um, (laughs) with our our daughter and so you know we just knew like okay you know our insurance was through her job that we had we knew she wasn't going to go back full time Um, so you know I was like oh. Crap! We got to figure this out, you know, very quickly, um, and it and it always takes longer than you want it to, and you're not really sure. And in retrospect, we should have been more freaked out with it, yeah. you know, because there was this <laughs> time where like, okay, neither of us have jobs right now. Yeah. You know, What are we? And we have a brand new baby. What are we gonna do? Um, <laughs> but I just I just knew, um, and my wife tells a story of how uh, when I came right after our daughter was born, I came back from the announcement that 36 was going to open, and she said you know, maybe this is something I could do. You know, there's this thing called co-working and, you know, I think I could, I could do that. And she kind of just dismissed it like, okay, whatever, but go find a real job. (laughs) Um, uh, And then, you know, two years later, it's crazy to think about, or it was three years later now, um, that, that was just a, I remember having a a beer with um, Elizabeth Ellison, the CEO of Loewe Taylor. um, And... Saying, hey, I heard you're trying to do this uh, this place, and I'd love to be involved. And you know, we she and I just talked a couple weeks ago about how it's crazy that it's gone from this idea over a beer to now a real thing.
0: Yeah, which is cool. Absolutely. Well, one of the topics that we talk about a lot in um, in the podcast, and I think it's just because everyone deals with it, but nobody likes to talk about it, is is overcoming those failures. Yeah. Every everywhere in business, you're gonna in you're gonna experience a place where. Um, you think that your idea is great and it's going to happen but then at some point it, just, it doesn't come to complete fruition and so that was one of the things that I always have struggled with and in, 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 in working my way through my career was I never want to truly start over again I don't want to put myself so far out there that I have that potential to fail but working with one of my coaches, he he basically said, even if you do fail, you're never truly starting back over. You're always building on top of the experience that you have. So if you're looking at the previous business that you had as a failure, you're looking at it the wrong way. That's more of an education that you got, which actually prepared you for the role that you're in today. And so I think it's really cool that because of the software company, Narrable, that you had, that it actually positioned you perfectly for a role here. And I think that if I'm trying to communicate something to the audience, what I wanna communicate is, is take a look at the environment that that you're in, take a look at the situation that you're in. If you feel like the problems that you're facing or the challenges that are coming up are insurmountable and that it's just absolutely gonna wipe you out, don't always look at that stuff as a negative thing. Look at that as an opportunity to To grow as a person, to grow as a manager, to grow as a leader, because what that's going to do is when you're in a bigger situation later on down the road, you can draw from that experience that you're in. And ultimately, you can use it as a platform to position yourself for a new position uh, like Dustin did. So I appreciate you sharing that. I probably read a little bit too deep into that, but, yeah, I, I, think, but I enjoy uh, kind of learning from people as they go through their journey.
1: Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think it's um, I I learned, I joke uh, that it was a very expensive MBA um, <laughs> yeah. for me, um, but but it, it was. I mean, I learned stuff during that process that I never would have been able to learn any other way. Um, so it was hard. I mean, it was a really hard season. Of you know, it's never fun to like call investors who are yeah. you know you also our family and friends and and things like that and say hey we're, we're shutting it down, um, <laughs> but. But I was also, you know, very blessed to have just really, um, really generous and understanding investors who, uh-huh. you know, I, I would tell them like, hey, here's this horrible news. And <laughs> the first question out of their, their mouths were, well, how are you? You know, yeah. how are you handling this? What are, you know, what can I do for you? And things like that. And that really blew me away that to have people that, you know, I'm telling them I lost, you know, $50,000 for theirs. And they're like, no, <laughs> yeah, that's fine. You know, yeah. um, so they knew what they are getting into, but... But I still, I mean, I still carry that today. I mean, it's three years later, and I still think about like, oh man. So I, I take when people come here and ask about like, I need to go raise money. I just need two hundred thousand dollars for this idea or whatever. I don't think people understand. I don't think you can understand the weight of what you're really asking of people. And so I think taking that more seriously when people want to take on investors
0: that it's a it's a big deal. Yeah. Well, the beautiful thing about that expertise that you have is that you can impart that to the community here at 36 Degrees North. Um, We talked a little bit earlier, I think it was last week, just about the correlation between community and collaboration. And I believe that that's one of the things that you guys try to support here. I came across a quote that says, "Uh, great things in business are never done by one person, they're done by a team of people. And even as an entrepreneur, when it feels like you're the only person, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're the only part of the team. There's other people, you have investors, you have family members, uh, your wife or your husband. Those people are team members too. Even though, even though they're not on the payroll, these people are very interested in you being successful. And I think that in an environment like this, I would believe that that community from the other entrepreneurs who are in the trenches together are also an opportunity for people to learn uh, to share that expertise and grow. So, uh, talk a little bit about some of the businesses that are here. What are what are some of the businesses that uh, that come here on a frequent basis, and how, how do they work together? Is it truly yeah. just everybody goes to their desk or goes to their table and does their thing, or is it is it more open yeah. and free? Yeah,
1: yeah. I think um, you know, kind of going off what you said. I think there's this. Idea that people have of like the entrepreneur in the garage by themselves and yeah. they're the standalone genius, mm-hmm. um, and you yeah you've got the, the Steve Jobs of the world, so the Elon Musk's and people like that. But even those folks are really not in, in isolation. So, um, I think you know we hear a lot of people like ah you know I don't need to spend money on coming down to thirty six or I just need to focus or I need to do this. And there's a time for focus, but. At some point, you're going to have to find a customer, you're going to have to find an employee, you're going to have to find a co founder, an investor, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, their business is a human, you know, relational activity. Um, so I think it's actually long term detrimental to companies to be isolated and, and work from home. But you know, the companies that are here. Um, we have about 300 members um, across 42 industries, so a pretty wide variety. Wow. And the kind of biggest chunks are around software. Marketing. Um, we actually have quite a few nonprofit startups that uh-huh. are here that going through a lot of the same issues that for-profit startups have, you know, you know hiring and value proposition and accounting and all those yeah. things. So um, it's kind of a, a a wide. You know, we have startups that are kind of high-growth potential startups. We have small businesses, freelancers. We have remote workers, people who just I work for GE, but I live in Tulsa and I need a place to come and yeah. work. Um, you know, we have community resource people who you know work for Tulsa Tech or OSU or Lubbock Taylor who you know office from here as well. So I mean that diversity of mixture of people really is valuable because you know, even the remote workers, they may be, you know, I am not an entrepreneur, but I'm gonna be an expert in this thing. Yeah. You know, and so that adds value to the overall community there. Um, and it, it ranges of how people participate in that community. Um, I think a lot of people first joined 36 degrees north because of the physical space. We've got, you know, kind of an open co-working area. We've got dedicated desks. we got offices. We have seven conference rooms, things like that. But really what gets people to stay here, and we see this kind of very quickly of people that they drop off or they kind of continue. Um, they stay because of the people that they meet, because of right. the network, because of the even just the friendships, you know, I think there's there's a loneliness factor of being an entrepreneur and yeah. just knowing, oh, here's there's someone else here, you know, there's someone else sitting next to me, doing something completely different, but at least there's someone there and I'm not by myself. Yeah. Um, or if I'm having a bad day, I can go and just, you know, blow off some steam with somebody and you know have a beer or, yeah. or whatever. So, um, so I think there's huge value of. Um, we hear a lot of people talk about just the energy here of mm-hmm. that that there's lots of going on, and you know, if you've ever been here on a Wednesday or a Thursday afternoon or, you know, some of these kind of specific times in the month, it's crowded. I mean, there'll be, it'll be four o'clock on a third or on a Friday and there's still 70 people working, wow. you know, I mean, it, it's, um, it can be pretty busy around here, which is cool to see people passionate about yeah. their stuff.
0: <laughs> well, uh, I'd love to hear like a success story. So is there a specific business that, that you've had that's launched out of here that since maybe moved and gone on or... Or, or do they still continue to operate out of here in some capacity like uh, with what you say 400 or 300 300 different, members yeah. 300 different members I mean there's that. that's a lot of people coming in and out of this place yeah
1: and you know I think we've been open for about 19 months yeah. so um, you yeah. know I think we're we're making a long term investment into companies we know that you know the big wins are probably going to be 5, 7 years yeah. out to, but that's our goal is that some company can point back and say hey I started at uh-huh. 36 and I you know I, Succeeded early on because of the community that was there, um, but I think we've got um, some some cool smaller stories, smaller scale stories. Of, yeah, uh, companies like Resolute PR um, that was one of our first companies to move in. It was two people. Now they have nine people. Oh, you know, all be, here. Uh, all here. They're still in a four person office, so they're <laughs> kind of crammed in there. Plus, kind of all over other places, things like that. Um, but uh, you know, I'd say. Um, at least what uh, you know I've heard from them is that you know they've they love being here because of the energy because of the community of new clients and things like that um, so I think they're excited that eventually they're going to have to move out and we're working with them to help find space for them yeah. Um. That, that was one of the reasons why actually why we're adding a second location called Camp 2 this fall that um is going to be more offices bigger offices things like that for companies as they grow and they as a kind of a stepping stone between having to go and find you know your full three thousand square foot five-year lease buy all the furniture type space yeah you know here everything is month-to-month you know includes furniture printing coffee Wi-Fi you know, there's food pretty much every day that's left over from someone's meeting and things <laughs> like that so that is um, the
0: best part of co-working right there is there's a it, lot of food yes. around here
1: um, also uh, Glacier chocolate is one of our members and so they bring their like mess up you know, chocolates if the design gets off a little bit, they'll just bring some leftover chocolates. I'm going to an
0: application at the end of this meeting, even yeah. though I
1: have a <laughs> even though amazing. I have an office building We've got a, a brewery that just joined so I'm hoping that they'll start sponsoring some like, happy hours maybe yeah. <laughs> um, so I think that's the cool part, I mean those are two examples but everybody brings their own expertise you have, you know, we don't only really have IT service because there's tech people here who can say, hey you're having problems with the printer, let me help you look at it you oh, know yeah. or like hey you need to know how this excel formula works i know how to do that or i know how to do facebook live videos really really well and yeah. so you may be an expert in one thing but not know how to do something else and someone else is an expert and you have that collaboration so we have an internal chat system that we use here yeah. and there's the help channel is probably the most active channel of people saying hey anyone know how to do this or <laughs> and producer, now you got a podcast person that's right now <laughs> we know how to do podcasts too
0: <laughs> well uh when it, when you talk about all the great things that that you have here and all that community stuff i think that's what really differentiates you guys from like just a true rent and office type location because there's definitely yeah. those out there too so mm-hmm. i mean is there i know that you guys have a lot of sponsors and a lot of people who have kind of invested in this area are you guys competitive with those kinds of things or is, are you actually do you have the ability to charge for that additional value that you provide
1: yeah i think we um when you look at the cost of, of working at at thirty six degrees no worth of the price, it's um, if you do just a pure square footage price, you know uh, what we call a three person office is not what most people would call a three person office. They call yeah. it a half person office. But when you get access to all the conference rooms mm-hmm. and you know the design of the space and all the people that are here, I think it really you can make a, a financial argument that it makes sense to have. Uh, office in the space versus going to get your own and, and some things like that um, so you know we're a nonprofit but we also want to be sustainable so yeah you know we we have the ability if you know, if a company has a, a bad month and they're like man, we just can't can't pay our rent on time or we can't pay it this month or whatever we can say hey no problem let's figure out a plan to help yeah, you know make that's you awesome. go. so I think the nonprofit side of what we do helps with that it also helps with all the, the events and workshops so we make We have over 300 events a year um, and they're almost all free and open to the public so we spend a ton on food and beer and stuff like that just to get i mean that's that's going to reach a much broader audience than just the folks that are working here so Mm -hmm. in some ways the you know paying value or paying rent to have an office or desk is you're paying for the value you're you're getting back from the space but it also allows us to then free up um, resources to help people who are just starting out and they're like, I am a dollar yeah." And I got to come to this workshop so I can figure out how to do you know, this next thing.
0: Yeah, and hopefully when those businesses begin to grow and expand beyond here that they become sponsors and everything yeah. else that help support this place because that's essentially where they got
1: started. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, our hope is yeah, that we get a handful of companies that really grow and become big successes and stay in Tulsa. I think that's a big part of our mission is to grow. You know, healthier, more impactful businesses that stay here in Tulsa and yeah. they can reinvest into the community.
0: Well, I love the idea of getting not just businesses to stay, but the talent to stay too. Because yep. I, a lot of times you'll run into situations where you grow up here, you live here, but then a lot of times the draw is to some of the other cities and communities. Nothing wrong with the other communities. It's just there's so many uh, good, talented people here in this area that I think Tulsa would be a better place. If we can get them to stay, and if we, you know, if we can create environments like this, and we can pay them well, and create fun jobs that, that they're excited and passionate about, those are things that I really uh, allow us to highlight what's best in Tulsa. Uh, as you were talking, I, one of the things that I was thinking about was the importance of community, the importance of collaboration, and having a cool space like this. But I think it's also important to kind of highlight that just because you're in a space like this does not necessarily mean that you will see all the advantages of it. Uh, You can come every single day, go straight to your office, do your work and leave and get absolutely zero value out of it. And so uh, this is partly a dual purpose statement for me, but I, I, I think it's important to really highlight it because when you have a resource like this available to you, or let's say for example, a group that you're a member of or an organization that you're a part of, uh, and you're sitting there going, man, I just, I'm just i not getting anything out of this. I, I don't think this is, this is working for me. I think the thing to remember is that you're going to get exactly out of it what you put into it. And I think that if you just use this place as an office, it'll meet your need. But it's not going to meet your need above and beyond because you're choosing not to participate. And so I think it's really important, and, and I'd love to hear your comments on this, of, talking to people about getting outside that comfort zone, starting those conversations, getting out of your office every once in a while. It's okay to work hard and try hard and do your best. But I think there's also something to be said about getting outside of the brand and getting outside of that wall and building some of those personal relationships.
1: Absolutely. And we see a direct correlation, one through attendance. You know, of, We don't really take attendance, but anecdotally we can see the people who come more frequently mm-hmm. get more value yeah. out of the space. Uh-huh. You know, if you come once a month, you're not going to ever really build relationships. But if you're coming three times a week, or you know, people don't have to be here 40 hours a week. I mean, yeah, that's great, and it works for some people. That, that doesn't work for everybody. But we've seen generally if people will come at least three times a week um, for some substantial amount of time, a couple hours, yeah, um, then they really. People get to know them, they get to know people. Um, we do a lot of, um, uh, this is kind of the nonprofit side of ours, we do a lot of things, programs to help connect people. So we do an event called Lunch Bunch, yeah. which is any you know, member can sign up and say, hey, I wanna to go to lunch with other members. Um, we pair them into kind of groups of four, just to you know, kind of a diverse group who people probably wouldn't run into each other otherwise. We say, hey, here's a gift card to a local restaurant, go eat, and just talk about whatever. We do coffee connect for new members where they can get connected to an existing member. And then we do a member, overall member lunch once a month where um, we just say, hey, lunch is going to be the second Thursday of the month. Um, you know, everybody come and we're going to eat and hang out and do announcements and stuff like that. So we get... 80 to 100 people in a room at one time you know, you get to, to meet a lot of folks and then we do happy hours on Fridays and stuff like that yeah. so a lot of it's just creating opportunity and space for people to meet but ultimately it's still up to the individual if they take advantage of that yeah. um, so you know, we tell people try and come three times a week and then when you're here kind of do an 80-20 rule 80% of the time yeah I got my headphones in I'm working and focusing because ultimately you got to make your business work <laughs> you got to pay the bills but, but be intentional about setting aside 20% of your time to just be around, go to the, the break room, go sit somewhere else, um, talk to somebody new, some things like that, because that's ultimately, I mean, we say the break room here is the most valuable real estate in the whole building, because yeah. that's where you meet people.
0: Uh huh. Absolutely. Well, we've talked a little bit about the people that work here and the members and all the things you do, and I think you've definitely confirmed that you guys like to eat here, so that's, that's always yeah. a good thing. But one of, one of the things I want to kind of highlight, too, is... The podcast extends beyond Tulsa. So we, we have a lot of people in, in different states that listen or in, in different countries even. But I'm going to say states for right now. Um, what would you say to a state or a city that's considering doing something like this? They've, they've thought about, you know, that there's a lot of young talent in their town and they're, they're thinking about taking that step to creating a space like this. What would you say to them? Is it something that you think that uh, more states should have? Obviously, we we don't get too much competition for you, but at the same time, I I think that creating more spaces like this would would benefit just the the country overall and, and cities overall. So what would you say to a community that's thinking about doing something like this?
1: Yeah, I think, it's, I think it's really smart. I think places like 36 Degrees North and, and other co-working spaces is the future of work. I mean, it's just seen pretty massive growth um, around around the world, really. Um, so uh, I think what we've learned, the thing not to do, is to start with space and then try and fill it with people. Um, and that's where most people go. They say, oh, hey, we've got this cool building downtown. Let's build it out, and the people will just come. Yeah. Um, you really have to start with community. Start with people. Um, you know, we were lucky enough that we had kind of precursors of the Forge, um, which still exists today. But the Forge, you know, did a lot of kind of generating community. Tech um, Techlahoma, and the Tulsa Web Devs community of kind of really bringing the tech world together. So we did a lot of trying to reach out to those groups and connect with those groups. Find out. Okay, it turned out that you know Tulsa Web Devs is just like. We just need a consistent place to meet you know yeah. they're kind of meeting all so different meetups all over town and, and things like that so we could provide value to them saying hey you can come use our space be here for free and then it has this built-in community yeah. for us because uh, the biggest risk to a co-working space is to open and then feel empty yeah. uh, to not have anybody here and, and you know we launched with a hundred members and it still felt empty here uh, you know some days like, oh man okay we got to get more people here and uh, so because you need that energy, so we did whatever we could to just get people in the building. Yeah, I think it is. I think it's smart for towns to to think about um, of how do you have how do you create density of creative, innovative folks um, that can then have these serendipitous interactions. Um, so, yeah, you should definitely do it, but don't do it near Tulsa.
0: <laughs> well, you talk about community, and I think an important part of that community and, and starting with that energy and excitement is is some of the partners that you have you have a very impressive list of people that have actually invested in in this this group so how did that happen where how do you find these guys did they just it was just collaboration of uh city government and the 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 chamber or was it a little bit more along the lines of uh you intentionally went out and 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 reached out to these people and said here's what we're trying to do how how did that all work yeah um the
1: overall process really started with the vision of um, Elizabeth Ellison from Lubbock Taylor and Aaron Miller from George Kaiser Family Foundation Mm -hmm. so these two family foundations uh, you know had the vision you know George Kaiser Family Foundation had done a lot of development in this neighborhood um, and we're going to be redoing this building that was their kind of development project and they knew they wanted some sort of co-working space but you know, entrepreneurship starts wasn't really their area. Yeah. bring in Lobeck Taylor, who's done a lot of work with entrepreneurs, with entrepreneur community, of developing community through events like Cultivate 918. Mm-hmm. Um, so those two had a lot of inertia, you know, when you get them together. Um, and then being able to partner with, like, the Tulsa Regional Chamber I've yeah. seen you know, they see innovation and entrepreneurship as one of their kind of core pillars going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and how do you, um, take what the forge has done and then kind of add complimentary, um, services or ways to get the businesses involved, things like that. Um, I think Tulsa tech is kind of one of our, the fourth of the main four sponsors. It's a really interesting and unique, um, sponsor for us because, um, Looking at any other co working space around the country, they don't have a partnership with their career tech system. Yeah. Um, so it allows us to reach students early on, but also reach, you know, Tulsa Tech has a huge corporate training department. And they work with big corporations and they're experts in teaching content. So they've done a lot of work about helping us um, create content um, for entrepreneurs getting connected, both adult learners and students involved. Um, And then partnering with universities, you know, OU, OSU, uh, we just added ORU um, as a partner university, getting students plugged into internships, jobs, things like that. And then on a very broad side, you know, we have over 40 partner organizations that there's no real financial component to it. It's just kind of a mutual, we want to collaborate and we want to share resources together. So we host events for them here. Um, They, we have once or twice a year, we have a kind of a partner summit where we get everybody together and really just say, what are you working on, what are you working on? And yeah. there's so many cool little organizations like I mean, the Tulsa Library System has an awesome research department, has awesome you know, tools, resources for entrepreneurs um, that oftentimes people don't know about. So the more that our partners know about what each other are doing, you know, we see that as kind of our, our role of helping them collaborate, convene, um, you know, so that they can kind of build additional capacity.
0: Yeah. Well, you said it before, you're building and creating opportunities, and from there, you, you kind of let all that stuff happen, but I think it's really smart to include the universities and, and the, the technical colleges and those kinds of things because that is really the next generation of future entrepreneurs, and mm-hmm. so I think a lot of times if they know that there's a place like this, it, it minimizes that next step, right? So, like, I go to technical school or I go to college and I get a degree and I'm thinking of becoming an entrepreneur... It feels like a gigantic leap to all of a sudden getting an office and and starting my own business and doing whatever else. This kind of shows them pretty early on that there is a place they can go to that has a lot of expertise, that has a lot of those things that they can continue to learn on and creates more opportunities for them to network and be plugged in. Mm -hmm. And I think when you have that ability to plug in and learn from everybody else, but then also see some of the continuing educational seminars that you guys put on... In those type of events, I think that really helps minimize that leap of faith to be more of just a step in the right direction, mm-hmm. and, and it's, that's a lot easier to, to swallow as opposed to just, well, I'm in business now, and now what, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's
1: a little scary to just jump off the ledge and just say, sure, I'll figure this out on my way down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, what's next for 36 Degrees North? I know you talked a little bit about Base Camp, too, so um, this place it's by no means that capacity, right? Like, you can still handle a lot more um, people? It's actually pretty full. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah,
1: uh, we have a few um, uh, desks that just opened up, so um, we're letting folks uh, know about those so that they can move in. But our offices have been full basically for the, almost a year. Oh, wow. Um, so that was part of the other reason for doing Camp 2 is that, you know, we have more room for co-working members and for events and day pass people and folks like that, but we needed more dedicated space for companies as they grow. Um, so... Okay. Yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of the big thing on the horizon for us. Um, Coding Dojo, which is a um, software development boot camp um, wow. that um, we and the George Kaiser Family Foundation help bring to town, um, is starting their 14 week course uh, here at 36 degrees north um, uh, later this month uh, in September. So uh, that will be really exciting to kind of continue building the technical talent alongside the entrepreneurial talent. Yeah. Uh, so we're excited for, for that piece to, to happen here. Um, yeah, so our our big focus is going to be Camp 2 and then Global Entrepreneurship Week, which is in November. Um, it's a cool annual celebration of just everything entrepreneurship. And I think it's going to be a really uh, – has the opportunity to be a very big community event this year uh, with lots of folks participating.
0: And that'll be here at 36 Degrees North? Uh, it'll be thing? all over. It's, oh, okay. it's kind of bigger than we
1: could probably handle here. So <laughs> it'll be bigger venues, but kind of all over town. But it'll be in Tulsa. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. Does it bounce around different locations or is it – something that, that, that Tulsa's creating.
1: Um, yeah, it's a it's a it's yeah, actually an international um, uh, event that is the same week all over the world. So oh, okay. we have cities all over the world kind of celebrating entrepreneurship the same week. That's awesome.
0: Well, great. If you don't mind, tell everybody <coughs> a little bit about how they can find out more about 36 Degrees North. Is there a place they can go trying to figure out like the costs associated with it? If somebody's listening and they're thinking, man, this, I think this is a fit for me. I think this is something that I want to do. How do they find out more about 36 Degrees North and, and how do they get plugged in?
1: Yeah, you can go to our website at 36n.co mm-hmm. um, and on there we've got a calendar of events. Um, you can sign up for our, our email newsletter. We send out an email every Sunday night that just lists out, here's events coming up this week. Um, you know, It's a pretty uh, basic but really helpful uh, email, I think, that know what's going on in Tulsa. Um, you can sign up for tours of our space. We do tours twice a week where people can come see the space. Um. also has pricing information about memberships, things like that. Mm-hmm. And remember, on the, you know, the events, almost all of them are free and open to the public. It, it says really explicitly if it's not. Um, yeah. But otherwise, um, I, I would just choose an event and just come check it out uh, and see if there's one that kind of stands out to you.
0: Yeah. Well, at, having been here multiple times now and having the ability to kind of get a tour myself, I really recommend that if, if you're in the Tulsa area or in the surrounding community, that you guys come and check this place out. It's definitely something that as a young entrepreneur looking to get to that next level, looking to expand your business out, or maybe get your business started, this is a great place to start and there's a lot of value here for entrepreneurs and just for overall business people. Uh, I would even say maybe even people that are work from home people, they, these are the, uh, they, they have businesses in other states or whatever else. and your neighbor mows the yard or he likes to sing outside or your dog barks when you're on a conference call there, there's just certain things that that you can't get away from and in a space like this you're, you're going to have that ability to have prevent present a more professional um, environment for bringing in clients and everything else so come take a tour no cost to take a tour yep. and, and check out some of those classes that way you can get a really good idea of what this place is i'll, I'll say for me until i met jessica i I wanted to check it out. I just never had a reason to. And so now that I've had the reason to come out here and check it out, I'm really excited about what it has going on. And I'm just kind of thinking over in my brain, like how can I figure out a way to use this space for, for the things that I do? So Dustin, thank you for taking the time to be on the podcast, to talk a little bit about your story and 36 Degrees North. And uh, make sure you go check out 36n.com. Dot com. Doc, Dot Dot learn a little bit more we'll put some information in the show notes and we'll catch you guys on the next podcast young businessmen thank you for listening i hope you've enjoyed this podcast and if you'd like to learn more about the young businessmen of tulsa check out our website at www.ybtok.com or email us at ybtoklahoma at gmail.com If you live in the Tulsa area and would like to hear one of our great speakers live at our monthly luncheon, we meet on the second Monday of every month from 12 to 1 p.m. Like us on Facebook for details about locations and upcoming speakers. Lastly, if you like what you hear, please leave us a review on iTunes and share us with your friends. Thank you for tuning in to the Young Businessmen of Tulsa podcast, where we connect, develop, and inspire young businessmen to find and pursue their purpose.